You there? Log Talk Radio. Yep. Wait just a minute. Welcome to Night Shadows. I'm Stuart Best. Where the paranormal is normal. Where that which you thought you knew, you didn't. And where the future can be known, if you know exactly where to look. Well, good evening, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. We've got Larry on the phone down there in the Southland. Hi, Larry. Hey, Stuart. And we have a surprise guest, and that's Steve Fletcher, if we can get him on here. Let me just see what's happening. Are you with us, Steve? Hello? Nope, he dropped off again. Okay, let's see if we can... (laughs) Uh, Phone problems... Glitches in the system, folks. That's what we call it. You just never know. Now, I don't know if he's going to come back on or not, but hopefully he will. I'll have Patty monitor and see if he does try and get here. He is again. Let's see if that one works. Hello, Steve. Are you there? Yeah. Can you hear me? Yep. Loud and clear. Loud and clear. Oh, well, good. welcome to the show. <clears throat> Thank you. Um, why don't we start? We got Larry on. Larry, you still there? <laughs> yeah, and uh, welcome, Steve. Thank you, Larry. Thank you, Stuart. Okay, why don't you? We start off with what you've got, Steve, about the twenty-ninth, thirtieth, and uh, July first. Sounds very fascinating. High watch time. So why don't we go ahead and, and uh, get into that? <clears throat> okay. Well, I wanted to uh, kind of lay, lay some foundation here of what we're uh, of what we're looking at and why I'm watching now June 29th, June 30th through July 1st. Um, mm-hmm. Really, it has to do with the sign of Jonah that we were watching and that we saw one year ago. Um, it was a little hard to follow this this exact uh, understanding of the of the sign because the sign itself came last year on June 11th. Are you following me? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. The sign you came there? last year on June 10th and June 11th. We had the solar eclipse on June 10th, and we had a man swallowed by a whale on June 11th. And on the same day in uh, Great Britain, uh, the replica of Noah's Ark, which is also a 40-day sign. I mean, we have a we have a 40-day sign in the sign of Jonah, but we also have the Ark being detained, and that's also a 40-day sign. So we we have a very powerful sign of Jonah last year on June 11th, and we were watching that out through this whole year bringing us to June 11th of 2022 as a one-year warning. And, and what I thought would be Pentecost, you know, the true date of Pentecost, if you consider the fact that Passover led it on a Saturday and that the count might be delayed for another week mm-hmm. to Pentecost. Mm-hmm. And so we were watching June 11th, June 12th, through June 13th on this sign of Jonah as a one-year warning. Now, this went past. We went past this. As soon as we went past this, I took that to the Lord in prayer, and I said, Lord, what is going on with this sign of Jonah? Because it just seems to be so powerful, so true, so real. I mean, it looked like such a wonderful and perfect warning to, to June 11th of this year. And the Lord put it in my heart that we need to consider this, the fact that the, the uh, June 10th solar eclipse and the June 11th swallowing of the man uh, by a whale was on the Hebrew calendar the first day of Tammuz, 
which in Israel is the true beginning of summer. And this is the warning that Jesus gave to us. When you see all of these things, you know that summer is near. Now, we have the beginning of summer on the Gregorian calendar, which is basically the solstice, right? We watch the right. solstice at the beginning of summer. But in Israel, they have their own calendar. And I went and looked up a number of resources within the Jewish understanding of their calendar. And many sources show that just as you have, I mean, the realistic way to look at any calendar and any season would be, you know, you have a spring, you have a summer, you have a fall, and you have a winter. And this is true in Israel. Many people think that they only have a, a winter and a summer. But spring is mentioned in, uh, in, in, in the Bible. Spring is mentioned in the Song of Solomon. And, you know, if you, if you take out their understanding, if you look at their understanding, it's the first three months is spring. The beginning of summer is the third month through the sixth month. And then you have the seventh month, which would be the Feast of Trumpets. That's the beginning of the fall feasts. Right. So right now we're still coming into summer on the, um, on the Hebrew calendar. So what I started doing then is I shared that piece of information, and I said, this is what the Lord is showing me. Let's look at the sign of Jonah based on the true beginning of summer, the date on the Hebrew calendar. Like last year when it happened, it was the 1st of Tammuz. Now, the 1st of Tammuz this year is June 30th. See, and there's a change on the Hebrew calendar. It's not based on our Gregorian calendar. So as right. soon as I, I put that into my scope of, of vision and searching and everything else, then we come up with all of this stuff that connects with this. And so this is what I want to share with you. Okay. The, the sign of Jonah on the Hebrew calendar is June 30th of this year. That would be the fulfillment of the sign of Jonah. Then we have that exact day, June 30th, is the seven-year anniversary of the Star of Bethlehem from 2015. June 30th was the Star of Bethlehem. Now, within 2015, and... Uh, as soon as I, I'll share this little part and then ask you guys what you think about all of this up to now. The star of Bethlehem in 2015, if you go from the two total lunar eclipses, one was on April 4th and one was on September 28th, the two total lunar eclipses on Passover and Tabernacles, and if you go to the middle date, because there's 177 days in between the two total lunar eclipses, the exact middle date is the star of Bethlehem. It lands like a perfect menorah in the middle, cal middle candle in 2015 that lights all the other candles. You know, that's the way the menorah works. You've got the shamash. It's the middle mm -hmm. candle is used to light all the other candles. And so yes. the star of Bethlehem is a seven-year warning to this year, and it's also dead center of the two total lunar eclipses. The other thing about that is that June 30th and July 1st is also the exact middle of the year. It's 180, In the midst. 182 to 183 days in the midst. It's the exact middle point of, of, of 2022, of every year. Amazing. Well, uh, that uh, Jonah is essentially a 9-11 because 6 is j just turned to 6 upside down. If it took place on on June 11th, it's a 9-11 warning, which you also found, we can get into that later, but you also found that on the uh, uh, man calendar. You got a 9-11. So it's all beginning yeah. to tie together to uh, the Lord is announcing, I think, and has been for some time now. And, and don't forget, we had that kid that was named Jonah. 
and that I think occurred well, 14 days later or something like that. That was that was today. See, this is this is the interesting thing. You got two signs of Jonah from last year, but the second sign of Jonah was the was the condo that collapsed in in Miami, and the 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 first boy that was pulled out of the rubble was named Jonah. And the whole community was a Jewish community. Okay. So this is, you know, to add to mm-hmm. the fact that it was a Jonah, well, they're Jews, you know, it's a Jewish community. Well, that was June 24th, Stuart, which is exactly <laughs> from today. <laughs> I mean, a one-year warning. I mean, you look at what happened today with Roe versus Wade. And okay, so come upon this nation with all the chaos that's going to ensue because of this. Oh, we're going to be in a lot of trouble today from that. Well, you know what's interesting too, Steve, is if you go from six twenty-four and add seven, what do you come to? Exactly. So is today and a seven-day warning? The other thing that connects with all of this, uh, Stuart and Larry, is is this planetary alignment. I mean, when you look at what's happening today, it's the, it's the one-year warning from the, from the uh, condo collapse in Miami. It's, it's the best day of the alignment. Everyone is saying that the best day of the alignment is today because it was today that the moon was perfectly in between Venus and Jupiter, Venus and Mars. It was just, it made the perfect, uh, the perfect setup as far as, you know, the, the best day of the alignment. And, mm-hmm. and then you have Roe versus Wade today on the best day of this alignment. Well, the alignment goes through exactly the same time frame and will, will disappear come June 30th and July 1st because Mercury is going to move in its orbit closer to the sun and is not going to be, not going to be visible after June 30th and July 1st. So that means this whole uh, planetary alignment with five visible planets without uh, the need for a telescope throughout all of the month of June is going to end. You know, and Mercury is the messenger yes. planet. And, and Mercury is going to disappear. I mean, is that the message? Is, are we coming down in the way T.W. Tram... Uh, shared about this. This is like a, a a climactic wedding procession in the heavens. Like yes. all the planets are even even lining up for the coming of the Son of Man. I mean, it's like this is just so rare. Everything that's happening all at this one specific time. Yeah, torchlight parade, so to speak. Midnight cry. So. Yeah. yeah. Larry, you've been quiet. <laughs> well, no, I've just been listening. <laughs> but uh, I had a thought as y'all were sharing, uh, you know, about the different calendars and such and Israel and its calendars. One of the things, you know, I do remember you both of you guys uh, talking about June the 22nd. And, of course, you know, multiple things happened, but nothing that just really jumped out at me. However, uh, one thing that happened is uh, that I find the timing interesting on is the Prime Minister Bennett of Israel's his government collapse. That's right. It was a, it was an absolute <laughs> sudden collapse. It was not expected, and even I read some of the rabbi information, and the rabbis are saying that this was this was God that God decided to put a stop to the. Uh, well, the the coming scenario of dividing Israel and Jerusalem, uh, as you well know, for those that followed this, uh, Biden and Bennett had been working out a deal to, uh, you know, divide the land, and that was upcoming. And then suddenly, June the 22nd, uh, Bennett's uh, whole government collapsed, and and uh, what people don't understand is he he was saying goodbye now. He's leaving. And he said he had done all he could do. He said, I did everything I could. So with that being said, also something we're not aware of is, oddly enough, Netanyahu has one week, 
one week, and this kind of fits into you guys' calendars here, one week exactly. to form a government. If he can form the government in one week and some are starting to move towards him, then there will not be a fifth election. They will Suddenly he'll be the new prime minister. Now, if he cannot, then October the 25th will be the next election, the fifth election. Uh, what do you guys think? Go ahead, Steve. Well, we, we've got something that goes with that, and, and part of the reason that the government collapsed, and what I read was there was a decision to dissolve the Knesset and disband the government because of the vote that was taken to not annex Judea and Samaria. And this report came out on June 7th that for the first time since 1967, Judea and Samaria may no longer be part of Israel. And they, they, they did an initial vote, and they voted against annexing Judea and Samaria, and that what they normally do is they have a vote that goes year by year, and they, and they make sure that there's protection for those locations. But this year they decided to go against the traditional vote and that if this vote is not reversed, then Judea and Samaria will no longer be a part of Israel and they will have no uh, support or protection under the Israeli government. Now, the, the thing about this, this whole thing, and, and the way I kind of put it together is all of these other things are pointing to this time, but this is, all these other things are like stacked on top of what, what could be the most important piece of information is this vote that, that has to be reversed by July 1st. This goes together with the new government that they're having to form on July 1st. And, and, and so I don't know what you guys have, have read about that, but I think this really implies more of what could be the complete and final division of Israel. Mm-hmm. Because even in the book of Acts, when Jesus told the disciples, I mean, if you look at what is important in Israel, he said, go into Judea, Samaria, Jerusalem, and to the ends of the earth. So when you want to look at Israel, it's not just about Jerusalem. It's That's about right. these other locations, which really are connected to the whole root and, and, and history of all of the kings, all of the prophets, Joseph, um, and, and all of, the, all of the, 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 the lines, you know, the kings of Judah, Judea, Samaria. So that's also on July 1st. So I, I think that there's a connection between this new government uh, being formed, and this vote they need to, to do to save Judea and Samaria. Now, if they don't save it, and if they don't reverse it by July 1st, what do you guys think about that, that this is, could be what we've been warned about in the Bible, the, the division of, of Israel? Uh, what do you think, Larry? Well, I, I again go back to the fact that uh, it appeared... And, of course, you never get the real truth, but it appeared that Bennett and his people were working with the Biden administration to implement this. And uh, this could be a judgment suddenly that's come against them. And, and you know, from what I understand, uh, Netanyahu has only one week to do the uh, – to put together his government to go into office. And if he fails, then it will be all the way down the road to October the 25th before they can even have the election. So this is a really unstable scenario. Yeah, and it's interesting, too. Uh, it's a 666 day today. 6, 24, 2 plus 4 is 6. 2022 is 6. Isn't that kind of interesting with the Supreme Court decision and the trouble and getting back to your uh, torchlight parade or the parade of the planets, you have five visible, five is the number of grace, seven total, and seven is complete. 
Is there a message in there, do you think? <laughs> I don't know, folks. It's all starting to line up. And, anyway. then, and then in one day, it's going to go from seven to six. <laughs> yeah. But the, the other thing that happened on June 22nd, like uh, Larry was saying about, uh, you know, he noticed that Israel's government disbanded on June 22nd. Right on the solstice, we had the first yes. uh, toddler vaccinations, and um, the the uh, the report that came out first, the first report that I saw, and the name they put out of the child that was vaccinated was named Kevin Lazarus, <laughs> and he was he was um, he was vaccinated at Cohen Cohen. Um, public health hospital in uh, New York City, and Cohen is the name of priest. It's, it yes. means priest. Yep. And you have Lazarus. Now, the the connection that I saw with the, I mean, number one, why would they choose that name? That's a mocking, obvious mocking of the the those who are the dead in Christ that are going to rise first. You know, Lazarus is a representation of the dead yes. in Christ who will rise. And, but the other thing is that the whole story of Lazarus is connected to the, 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 the season change between either the equinoxes or the solstices when Jesus said, are there not 12 hours in a day? Yes. If you walk during the day, you will have the light. If you walk at night, you will stumble because you will not see where you are going. And the fact that Lazarus was vaccinated, the first child, and mm-hmm. he's a four-year-old, a four-year-old. You know, we have a four-year delay of the fig tree. Yes. And, and, and Lazarus, being there, and he was, he was vaccinated on the summer solstice. So I think there's, you know, a definite connection there. And, I mean, that to me seems like a a real seven-day or, you know, a, one of the final warnings we could get because the dragon is now coming for the children. You know, that's the way I've seen this whole thing. They've been, they, they started with the adults and it's been voluntary. Everybody wants it, can get it. But now they're coming for the children and this is like, when the dragon comes for the children, this is the time that the baby's going to be caught up to the throne. You know, is this also connected to this whole seven-day warning to the end of the, you know, the, the planetary prey and the star of Bethlehem and the sign of Jonah? And oh. What do you guys think? <clears throat> More than interesting. And, of course, China <laughs> is uh, probably behind the whole thing. Uh, which is the great red dragon, that's how it's known as, the dragon nation. So it's all kind of interesting. And, of course, then we have the uh, the destroyer uh, from the cosmos coming in. The sun is acting very strange. And we got this planetary alignment, and now we're having an increase in earthquakes, whatnot. But one thing that was interesting, too, the solar eclipse on June 10th, 2021, was actually known as a uh, uh, wedding ring eclipse, a ring of fire, and that is symbolic of the birth of a baby. That's what they call it. When the head comes out, uh, it comes out uh, and it causes a ring of fire, they call it. So you've got a wedding, and here we are coming up on, on what you're talking about. It's really amazing, these kind of things all coming together. And the other thing I noticed, too, uh, you, you remember the guy, uh, Return of the King, I think, Ministries, who had all that stuff on on YouTube about all of the alignments that took place on the 15th? Remember uh-huh. him? Well, yeah, sure. f- 15... Uh, isn't that the number of? Uh, I gotta find my book. What is fifteen, Larry? Do you know what it means? I think it's rest. 
I'm not sure. I don't have it handy. <laughs> yeah, I don't either. I don't remember those kind of things. You know, the older you get, the more you don't remember. <laughs> kind of interesting. But if it is, I think it's I think it's either victory or rest, one or the other. And uh, so here we have 15-day delay to the rest. His his uh, analysis was, I thought, very, very well done in all the alignments. And I noticed in your, uh, what you presented, uh, you have Aldebaran in here. It's not What's in that? line, but it's one of the stars, right? Well, that's connected. Aldebaran, the, the star Aldebaran. That is a, uh, that's where all the German Third Reich UFO anti-gravity stuff came from. They claimed they were channeling, and they said they were from Aldebaran. So it's oh, connecting that, directly it the of, to the arrival. Is it the Eye of Taurus? Yes. Is it the Eye of Taurus? Yes, it is. And uh, the bull. And it's not just any bull. This bull is evidently a very wild creature that you basically cannot, um, how do I say, tame it. <laughs> if you ever lived on a farm, you have probably, you would have run into a bull or a cow that you simply cannot train. They're just wild creatures, and they're very dangerous. So anyway, I just thought all oh, of this is interesting, and could you continue on with stuff you've got, other stuff? Because I know you brought a lot into it. Well, the, what I've shared right there is um, basically the, the, the nuts and bolts of of everything. I mean, we're seeing lining up. The other thing that T.W. Tram, I, I shared a message that he, he wrote. He doesn't do um, videos um, very often. He's mm-hmm. an excellent writer. He's got a website. He's got he's written books. He's got uh, a website called The Season of Return, and uh, excellent writer. And he puts so many thoughts together. He does a really great job. One thing that he brought into this whole uh, mix uh, is the fact that Camus won. Okay, we're, we're watching June thirtieth. Which which is mm-hmm. Tammuz one? Okay, that's the beginning of summer. What we're talking about is what Jesus, you know, gave to us was the sign of, you know, now learn this parable, parable from the fig tree. When its branch has already become tender and put forth leaves, you know that summer is near. And so this is a sign that we're to be looking for in this conjunction. Well, you look at the two cows that were born in 2014. Yes. That had the number yes. seven on them. Yep. So you have seven years bringing us to 2021, but now you've got an entire year. Where where could that be pointing us to? And the whole connection to Pharaoh, the whole connection to the dreams of Joseph, the dreams of Pharaoh that Joseph interpreted, and seven years of prosperity, then there will be seven years of famine, and the whole idea of a seven-year warning, before the final seven-year judgment. But what T.W. Tram added to this whole scenario is that Joseph's birthday is Tammuz 1. <laughs> well, Joseph's the type of Christ. Well, Joseph, yeah, he's the savior. He was the savior of, Israel, of Egypt and yep. of Israel, you know, in Egypt. And, and, the fact that he got the dreams, he was the one who specifically presented the, the beginning of the seven, the end of the seven, the start of the new seven, and, and the, save, the, the saving grace, how to get themselves out of it. You know, he was the one who presented the whole solution. Could it be connected to him and the message between the two cows, but also the fact that if you look it up, it's really interesting he was born and died on the same day. That's the Jewish tradition. Tammuz one is Joseph's birth and death date. Oh. Well, I did look up the number for 15 because he had that, that uh, minister had all that stuff laid out very well. 
and it was fairly complex, but at the same time fairly simple. And uh, he was very excited that that was going to be the return time. And, of course, it didn't take place. But from the 15th, you add another 15, you come to the 30th. And the number 15 does, in fact, mean rest. 15, I'm quoting here, 15 is the number for reset and also rest. Uh, Rest is the result of being delivered or deliverance or salvation. Three times in the year, Israel rested on the 15th day of the month. And that's where, of course, he was coming from, that it was uh, the code of the uh, 153 fishes was an actual third month, 15th day is what it pointed to. So I find it very, very interesting that 15 days later, here we come. And, of course, if you add your Joseph, seven good years, seven bad years, plus one is 15. So it all is merging together uh, rapidly, I think. And with what's happened today, um, yeah, it could well be a seven-day warning. Yeah, and to to put this into perspective um, on what you were saying, about Aldebaran and Taurus. Yes. Um, today, with the alignment, uh, the moon in between Venus and Mars, the moon and Venus are both in uh, Taurus. Today, um, tomorrow, they're closer to the Pleiades on the 25th. And uh-huh. the actual day that Venus is closest to what could be some consider to be the blink of an eye, Aldebaran, the eye of Taurus, yep. uh, the, that one moment. Um, it, Venus, Venus's closest conjunction to Aldebaran is exactly on June 30th, within all of this. Oh, really? The moon, the sun, the, the moon, the moon and um, the sun are, are conjoined in Gemini on the 30th. <laughs> While on the on the first the moon is is moving into Cancer, and so what T T W Tramp presented in this whole procession is the fact that on the day of Joseph's birthday, on the day of the ending of the alignment, you've got the sun and moon connecting in the representation of the you know Christ and the bride Gemini, yes, and yes. then the the moon moving into Cancer, which represents the throne of God and our eternal rest on July 1st. And it was just an amazing presentation that he put together. And um, I I was, I was, I was blown away with everything else that I was already seeing for these days to hear that Joseph was born on Tammuz one. just blew me away. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Well, I guess here we go. We sit, we watch, we pray always that we be found worthy. And uh, it sure, everything is coming together rapidly. This Supreme Court decision, I don't know. What do you think, Larry? Uh, you've, you've done a little bit of research on what that possibly is going to mean for the summer and probably this weekend. What do you think is going to happen? Well, I was thinking, and this, of course, this isn't all that spiritual, but I was thinking, if I remember right, it's been quite a while since I've watched that movie Star Trek, or not Star Trek, uh, Stargate. But if I'm not wrong, uh, when they began to did a finding with that Stargate, it took them straight to the Aldebaran, or that star system, which is odd. Yeah, I think that was, yeah, I think that was mentioned, yes. Yeah, and, and I find that really, really odd involving the Stargate. And uh, I, I was thinking also was the fact that I was going to ask Steve, I, I noted I hadn't had time to watch all that, but I've noted that he brought up some stuff about uh, Barack Obama, and I was wondering what that connection he might have with all of this in this time frame. Well, the, the interesting thing that, that I found – Okay, if you go back, here's the situation. The last time five planets 
were visible, okay, in the sky at once without need for a telescope was December of 2004, okay? Now, if we go back, this alignment right now, the last time it happened was the Indian Ocean tsunami happened. That was December 26th of 2004. That is connected to the last time this exact alignment took place. But, and and I shared this in one of my videos about the seven-day difference between June 24th and July 1st, because seven days after the Indian Ocean tsunami, Barack Obama became a U.S. senator on January 3rd, 2005. Seven days after the Indian Ocean tsunami. Well, these alignments, I think, cause a lot of trouble. Uh, they've seen a big uptick in earthquakes, and of course, you got all the planets and everything all on one side. So it doesn't surprise me at all that something could really break loose. That would be a stunner as far as uh, humanity goes, which is, by the way, sound asleep, folks, for the most part. Um, I'm not talking about people what who are wide awake, obviously. Yeah, go ahead. What do you guys think about the um, the connection between, like, you have the first day, okay, June 23rd, yesterday, was the big decision in New York to uphold the right to conceal carry. And now they're um, disbanding Roe versus Wade the very next day. How, I mean, do you guys think that that's connected by saying, okay, everybody has the right to get, to take their guns, conceal carry, and now we're going to give you a reason to use them and they, and they cancel abortion. Yeah, what do you think? Do you think there's a connection there between the two things happening and kind of the government's desire actually and push to to actually start chaos from within? What do you think, Larry? Well, it's it's certainly possible. Uh, when you ask me about anything going on in government, <laughs> I'm skeptical <laughs> on any decisions they make. <laughs> But something else that I was wondering, too, Stuart, is the fact that, uh, because I'm trying to get my my remembrance straight, uh, when when the Mayan calendar failed to produce in 2012, uh, what year did they say that really represented? Wasn't it 2022? Yeah, there's been some uh, argument over all that, but there... uh, it was December 21st, 2012, was theoretically anyway, they recycled into a whole new calendar, basically. And that's, I think that's what you were trying to point out, weren't you? Uh, when you go to the man and their calendar, it's 139119 or something like that? Yeah, actually on July 1st, on July 12th, it was thirteen oh nine one one oh, and now that oh, if you go forward nineteen days to July first, the actual date on the Mayan calendar on July first is thirteen oh nine one 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 nine. She's got a nine eleven double. Yes, with the number thirteen in the Mayan calendar on July 1st. And that could be, I mean, any three-day connection. If you're looking at any type of three-day connection to, like, July 4th and Independence Day, and, I mean, there's so many anomalies. I think that, um, like, today, from Roe versus Wade, the day they canceled Roe versus Wade, it's 18,050 days. So you've got a 6,000, 6,000, 6,000 plus 50, which is the number of Jubilee. And, mm-hmm. and then if you go forward 10 days, it's 18,060 days. And 60 would be like Babylon destroyed in one hour. 
on July 4th. I mean, it's yeah. just, the numbers are really crazy, but well, even so July time that we are watching right now. Yeah, even July 1st is 7 plus 1 yeah. plus 6 equals 14, which would be pointing yeah. to the 7-7 seven, seven of the fat cow, lean cow. And we are running into yeah. agricultural problems. No, you know, here, here's, another, here's another thing that I haven't even shared on my channel. But if you, if you have a person reading the Bible who doesn't know anything about the, the, the feast and the Hebrew calendar, and anything, you go to the Bible and you read, what day is the Feast of Trumpets? For anybody in America, anybody who follows the Gregorian calendar, according to the Bible, what day is the Feast of Trumpets? You mean as far as month. Yes. July first. On the Gregorian calendar. Well, it's kind of interesting that uh, all of these numbers and the events that are coming along all seem to be converging and and the Lord did say when you see all these things basically converge, then I am at the door. And uh, he's been giving us warning after warning. We already, I believe, you, if you go to Psalm 90, it's very, very specific that 80 years is the end of Israel. In other words, she's got a lifespan of 80 years. It's for 70, but if by reason of strength, she has another 10. And uh, in within that 80 years, somewhere... In the fig tree parables, you have the four-year delay. Well, everybody thought that probably things were going to happen, you know, back in 2018, be the 70th year for Israel, and uh, nothing happened, so you got to add the four years, so you're 2022 for the start of the tribulation. Now, to add to that, the experts claim this is a Schmitter year, year of change, when, boy, are we watching change. And uh, then we enter Daniel's 70th week, or the great tribulation period. Now, I know a lot of people don't believe in a pre-trib, at-trib, or slightly inter-trib rapture. However, Jesus referred to the marriage supper Constantly, and weddings, and all of that, and we had the wedding wing, uh, the wedding ring eclipse back there on June 10th. So, I find it more than a little interesting. What do you think about putting all that together to add to it? Seems like 2022 is a pivot year. Well, yeah, and then you've got, I mean, from the from the Dome of the Rock in 687, 1,335 yes. years. I mean, two, 2022 is, is, so, is so pinpointed. If, even the word Harmageddon, if you go to the Hebrew, because when you go to the, I just uh, would just ask everybody to look this up and consider this, okay? Um, when you look up the word Armageddon, which is used only once in, in, the, in the New Testament, in the Bible, Armageddon, it says in the Hebrew means Har Magadon, right? Har mm-hmm. Magadon. And Har is the word that means mountain or hill, and Magadon is, is a location. But if you look up Har in the Hebrew, the number of Har is 2022. That's the number in the Strong's Concordance for Har Magadon. It's two words. And in, in, the, in the English Bible, in, in, in the New Testament, it says in Hebrew means Har Magadon. So what is it telling us? Well, go look it up in the Hebrew. It's telling you. Why would it tell you it's in the Hebrew? They want us to look it up in the Hebrew. And so if you go to the Strong's Concordance, 
even the number of horror is 2022. And it's just like when the, the, um, the Noah's Ark rested on the mountains of Ararat. Mm-hmm. That's horror. It's 2022 is the, is the number for, for the mountain of Ararat. Yeah, a lot of things are adding into this. Now, if you go from the wedding ring eclipse on June 10th, 2021, and you come to uh, July 1st, it's 381 days, I believe. Check, verify that. But three is the number of resurrection. Eight is the number of rebirth or eternity as well. And one is union. So all of these things are beginning to add together. And, of course, this, let's say that this is trouble. Let's say it doesn't have anything to do with the rapture, which I believe it does, but let's just, just say it doesn't. It certainly is signifying trouble is on the way. And I'm curious as to why the Supreme Court did this ruling on a Friday, knowing full well that the weekend is when most people are off. Maybe they did it deliberately. I do believe they do that sort of thing deliberately. Uh, why would you? Why wouldn't you do it like on a Tuesday or a Wednesday when people are working, so that uh, they'd have a little chance to simmer down before the weekend? No, they they have to do this, and they have to do it now. And so we have a weekend ahead. I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, Larry, you did some work on that. I, evidently, they're calling for major rioting, are, are they not? Well, they're calling tonight uh, for a night of rage, but they're also, if the uh, intelligence is coming in, they seem to be indicating that this whole summer <laughs> will be a summer of rage. And, of course, uh, well, that's possible. I was thinking also, and I can't, I can't bet it because I'm not real sure when – uh, the abortion situation in America began, but Michelle Bachman was on uh, the war room this morning, and she was sharing how that she could not believe that it has taken 50 years to stop the nationwide slaughter of children as a nation. And uh, so if that's true, if, if it's been 50 years, then that's a uh, 50 is a number for the Holy Spirit. Well, what's interesting also is what Steve brought up, babies. And we are considered babies as far as children, as far as the Lord is concerned. His people are basically, the the man-child is the church. I don't want to get into an argument about that, but uh, that's basically how it works out. A lot of people call, well, the bride of Christ, how can that be a man-child? Well, it's the church is made up of priests and kings. Uh, if you go into the New Testament and read that f- fairly closely, you'll find that man-child fits exactly the star sign that occurred way back in 2017 on a 923. Well, we just went by a 623 with the gun uh, reinstatement, actually, of what the uh, the Second Amendment, at least it's, it's a giant leap of what the Second Amendment actually is for. And uh, people seem to forget what happens when a nation gives its guns up, when the people, then the killing starts because they can't defend themselves. And that's why the United Nations is going after the guns. It's the U.N. that's behind all of this. It's not these governors and it's not these senators. They're getting their orders. They're getting their marching orders. And they, they are going to get the guns. I remember Justice Scalia, who died uh, some time ago, murdered, in my opinion, totally murdered, uh, said they're going to get the guns. It's just going to take them a while to do it, but they're going to get the guns. This is what they have to do. If the people are armed and they've got ammunition and they know how to do it, then uh, this is a hard nation to take down. And uh, so you weaken up the men. You turn them into girly men, as Schwarzenegger would call them. Uh, They're very feminine. And uh, they don't want to fight. 
and they they eventually lose all of their independence. And this is about where we are now. Hopefully, something. And, and I did have a statement from the governor of New York, and Biden himself said, "Well, that's to- totally contrary to the Constitution." No, it isn't. Bill of Rights is very, very specific in the in the Second Amendment. And uh, it doesn't say reasonable. It doesn't say rational. It says the right of the people to bear arms, to maintain a free state, not a Biden dictatorship or an Obama dictatorship or a United Nations dictatorship or a World Economic Forum dictatorship. The right of the people to keep and bear their arms is to kill these people when they come. And it's it's uh, what they're committing. I call it slow treason. It's incremental biting off of the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. They just very subtly nibble away at it so slowly that nobody knows what's been done. And at the same time, they soften up the people. And then they raise up these people that wouldn't have a firearm in their house for anything. And um, I feel sorry for those kind of people because uh, there's been a lot of home break-ins that are going to get far, far worse as the economy goes down. And they're not going to be able to defend themselves. There's going to be a lot of deaths in the houses. These, uh, it's coming up, particularly if this thing goes on a rampage. They're, they need any excuse they can get. Black Lives Matter. Antifa, whatever communist cells they can bring out. Uh, I think that's what's coming. What do you think? And how are things down there in Mexico, in your area? Well, we're uh, we're pretty much uh, living in a dream world down here. I mean, none of this stuff that's happening in other places is affecting us. Uh, prices have all maintained pretty stably. Um, gas has always been very expensive down here, more expensive than it was in the States. But it, it's remained where it has always been. It's about, um, let's see, about a dollar a liter. So it's about $4 a gallon. It's been that way for a number of years. So they're not jacking it up right now because of everything else that's happening, everything they're trying to do in the United States. So right now gas is less expensive here than it is in the States. Um, I saw I saw somebody uh, with a picture of a strawberries, a, a little normal tub of, of strawberries for $20 in California right now. And uh, we can still get a little tub of... Uh, of strawberries down here for two dollars and fifty cents. So wow. you know, food is really cheap. Um, electricity is cheap. I mean, I'm really living in a dream, in a dreamy place here. Yucatan, Mexico. It's I mean, it's it's really hot, but um, but it's 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 a great place to live. It's been a wonderful place to be here for thirty years. Mm. So I'm glad well, to hear that. <laughs> Yeah, Larry. Yeah, uh, yeah. I was going to uh, <laughs> tell Steve that if he waits much longer, though, uh, Biden's plan or the UN's plan or whoever's plan uh, that the Mexican president is meeting has just met with Biden to form a super state. In other words, Mexico and the U.S. and Canada will be all one state. So. Wow, things may go south real quick down there in Mexico, Steve. Yeah, I don't, I haven't heard about that. I know that up till now, even even the um, the vaccination is not mandatory down here. So, um, you know, they they were they were wanting all of the health workers and stuff to get it, and a lot of them uh, did. But I know a lot of people who work in the health uh, industry. Uh, nurses, doctors that haven't gotten it, and they've been able to keep their jobs. And, um, you know, basically they said, we, you know, we, we, we promote it. We want people to be safe, but everybody's got their own choice. And um, 
So we've had no problem. They're still wearing masks down here. Like if you go into a mall and stuff and into grocery stores, you have to wear a mask. But um, everything else is, everything else is um, you know, it's easy to get around. Mm-hmm. And uh, no government control here at all where I am. Well, uh, what the, what uh, so Larry far. was talking about is the uh, uh, bioregion one that they're forming up. They've got ten bioregions. The United Nations does. And originally, bioregion one was Canada, the United States, and Mexico. And then they kind of deviated from that. But this uh, superhighway they're producing and merging and getting rid of the boundaries, that's for Bioregion 1, and uh, where the UN sits, of course, in the great city, Babylon, the Tower of Micah, according to the Hopi. And um, they went there and tried to warn them, and they didn't want to be heard. So America has to go down, folks, and, and the only escape you have is the Lord Jesus Christ. You don't have any other escape. That's it. <laughs> it's coming, and it's coming fast. What else have you got, yeah, Steve, then, that you'd then, like to bring? Well, yesterday, yesterday they started the first uh, monkeypox vaccinations in New York. What do you guys think about that? <laughs> what, what did you guys hear about Joe Biden, too? He just said um, very plainly that they need more money, not for more vaccines for the children, but because they have to prepare for the second pandemic. Did yep. you hear that? Yeah, I did, and I think they're gonna they're gonna try another wave of it. Uh, they didn't do a good enough job. Businesses sprang back, so I believe they're gonna try another lockdown. I think it'll end up in a revolution, but they're gonna try it. Uh, global deep state made up their minds. We're gonna rule the world, and that's it. And if you don't like it, that's tough. We'll just round you up and kill you if you don't go along with what we're gonna do. And then you got guys like Klaus Schwab who said, we have the means to do this, so it's going to happen. So this is where the American people are at. What they're going to do about it, I have no idea. If they're going to fight back or acquiesce, i got a feeling they're going to acquiesce. What do you think, Larry? Some states will fight, others won't. I think Anton Johansson was right. We're going into civil war. I think that if you're in a democratic state, you're conquered already, basically. And if you're not, you're going to leave the Union. I, you can see it coming. Yeah. Yeah, but they're not going to quit. Uh, they mean business. They've always meant business. I know people poo-pooed it. I remember when I came out with Iron Mountain Blueprint for Tyranny, I don't know how many years ago now, 35 years or whatever, and all I heard was, that'll never happen here. Well, Folks, it already happened, and the Bible said it was going to happen. And if the Bible tells you it's going to happen, and I based the entire Iron Mountain video documentary on basically on the Bible and just used government documents to prove that the Bible prophecies were being fulfilled, and it really stirred up a firestorm. Uh, any last word you got for us, Steve? It's a heads up for sure, isn't it? <laughs> Well, you know, I'm always sharing signs of the coming of Christ and warning everybody to be ready always. Many people say you should not, you should just stop looking at dates. You're never going to understand it. But I have a promise in the Bible that I follow that I believe 100%. And it says, he who seeks shall find, right? So I, I never stop seeking because the Bible is given for us to unravel these mysteries. God said it is, it is the glory of God to conceal a matter, and it is the glory of kings to search out the matter. And so That's right. we, you know, and we follow everything. We follow all the signs. We follow all the, the news. We follow astronomy. We follow the stars. Why do we follow the stars? Well, why did the... Uh, the three wise men follow the stars. What did they find when they followed the stars? It's, it's all written in the stars. It's together. This, this, I believe this alignment is a, one of the most powerful messages of, of climax uh, that we yeah. are coming to 
the end of this road here. And uh, judgment is about to hit. And um, so just be ready and make sure, you know, if you haven't received Christ as your Lord and Savior, this may be your last chance. Absolutely could be our last week here. We are just uh, waiting and ready always for the return of Jesus Christ. Yep. Thank you um, for coming on, Steve. Thank you, Larry. I guess we're running out of time here. So anyway, good night, everybody. Take care. Thank you. Good night.